0: Hey everybody, how you doing? We're back with episode two of Cherokee Rewind. Glad to have you along here on a warm, warm week here of, well, it's a hot week in July here in northwest Ohio, southeastern Michigan. Coming to you here, well, in two locales. One is going to be Florida, we'll get to that in a moment. And we also are coming to you here from the north shore of uh, Lake Erie, over here uh, just into Michigan, and uh, we say hello to you from the, well, we're, um, the beach is full and uh, it's uh, it's crazy out there. So I'm just staying over here where the AC is going. And uh, I want to invite a friend of mine here that I've known. Well, he, he came to Toledo back in 1999. That was his first year here and only year with the Cherokee, but... Boy, oh, boy, he made an impact <laughs> in, in more ways than one. We'll get into that as we have a few laughs and enjoy spending some time here. I believe he wore number 15. That's uh, Mr. Jeremy Labianca. And Labby, that's right. Isn't it you wore 15? Yeah, I was 15. Uh, I, I wanted 17 like my father with Toledo Gold Diggers, but uh, it was uh, it was taken, so they gave me 15. <laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right. Well, let me ask you, uh, what I mean, was it the fact that your father Mike Labianca, who won a Turner Cup here in Toledo with the Gold Diggers, I believe back in '84, um, if did that have a lot to do with what brought you to Toledo to play with the Cherokee? That was my father's influence,
1: <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, when I went to try out for the um, for the Rochester Mustangs in, in Minnesota, I think that's probably I think that's where I think that's where Scott Searing, and Coach Searing, uh, scouted me at uh, was in Rochester. I think it was at Dubuque. I can't remember. How, I can't, one of the two in the USHL. And he, said, he came up to me and my father, and he goes, "You know, you're going to need a year in Junior V uh, to get you ready." And I said. Okay, my father said, Where are you from? He goes, Toledo. And I looked at my dad and he looked at me and I'm like, there Has to be an omen here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome, though, man. I mean, yeah. so yeah. They didn't, there wasn't much of a sell to get you to come here, was it? No, definitely not. Um, especially
1: when, you know, I've heard, you know, growing up as, you know, young. I mean, I, I, Toledo was, well,
0: first of all, I was born in St. Charles Hospital. Okay? Okay. I was born in Ohio. I was born in Toledo. And um, when my
1: dad was playing for the Cherokee, so it was kind of like, you know, meant to be, it was like I was going back home, even though it wasn't, I didn't know much of it because I moved out of there when I was three years old into New York and Long Island Um, when my dad, you know,
0: semi-retired, I guess, from, from playing. Well, And uh, how to get a real job. You know, my mom's like, uh, yeah, you better you better start getting, you better get a job.
1: We so, <laughs> <laughs> bounced around from the minor leagues at that time, you know. The NHL was really, really difficult, obviously, to get in. So my, my, my mom's like, yeah, it's probably best you get a job. And my father agreed. So we moved back to the island. And that's when, um, you know, and then from the island we moved to Florida. So I really didn't start playing really, you know, decent organized hockey, since I actually moved to Florida, which was, you know, you're, you're from Florida, there was, you know, you're, you're a roller hockey player, you're yeah, an ice hockey player, you know, so I took a lot of heat for it, but we, my uncle, um, my uncle Charlie, who was, my dad, well, he's not my uncle, but he's like a friend uncle of mine, who my dad grew up with in New York, came down here, and built an ice skating ring called Planet Ice, and I, started, I skated every day, I mean to a point where he even gave me a key to the rink, and I was there at, like, you know, 2 in the morning.
0: Wow. So
1: as, as my skating ability got better and stuff, I had a lot of catching up to do from the kids, you know, from the kids that was obviously grew up up north to play. Um, but it was just, you know, I started playing soccer, and then uh, soccer turned into hockey, and then I was on the ice that pretty much every day. And um, and that's when my father said, all right, well, it's time for you to go up, up north to try out, you know, see what, we're going to measure you to see where you're at. You know, luckily, you know, luckily uh, I got scouted by Scott, and uh, and, that was, and that was it, you know. So I came to Toledo, and first time away from home, and I was scared out of my mind, you know.
0: Italian kid, leaving his mother, leaving his father. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, uh, it wasn't good. Well, but the thing is, though, Jeremy, you, you were a kid that, uh, you were a guy that, you didn't, the way you talked, I remember very well going over to Tam O'Shanter. And I could hear you above all the other voices over there. You you had the gift of gab. Always have. Well, let's put it this
1: way. Coach Todd Omi nicknamed me Loudmouth LaBianca.
0: Yep, that about sums it up. <laughs> that about sums it up. And he, he's not exactly what I'd call the, the most uh, quiet guy. He can yeah, bellow with well, the best yeah. of them. Yeah, I think I gave him a little run for his money in that, and, and, and that, and that year playing you know oh my gosh but There was a lot of you know there was a lot of pressure on us at that year because the year before you know they won a
1: national championship so there was a lot of like you know I, you know there was, there was there was a lot of pressure on me because i didn't really realize until i got there i was like oh boy i said you know we're defending a national championship so it was it was it was pretty crazy
0: yep we're here with jeremy labianca here from the uh, 1999 team and jeremy you know i i I think about the uh, back then, too, you know, again, the pressure. But the other thing I remember, too, though, was uh, th- the camaraderie of that team was pretty good. It wasn't but, um, too bad.
1: Yeah, when I when I got – actually, it was the first thing I did, believe it or not, because the camaraderie was so good. The first, when I first started a Facebook account, the first thing I did was search, was try to find as, as many as, you know, all the players that I played with because we were so close. For that matter, you know, but we had guys from all over the place. You know, you had, you know, Farron shot. You know, I
0: can't remember. I Satlos who was, who was from Hungary for crying out loud, and then we had, you know, Jan Ramon, who was from, you know, Norway. I think it is. You know, right? yes. <laughs> so, uh, so I, you know, see him on, um,
1: you know, Facebook. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was sad leaving that, you know, leaving those that squad because that year was really, it was, it was, you know, and it really taught me personally how strong of camaraderie is in, and the diversity because everybody's from all over the place at that point you know um Detroit we had gosh I mean you know so many people from all over the place so I got was you know I got to know a lot you know and I keep a really uh, big in touch with one of my one of my line rivals
0: was Max Howell you know from Kansas City yep you know and uh me and him you know we, we stay in contact so
1: it's it's really nice you know you build up a a
0: friendship, you know, from people all over the place you, know, you keep in touch. It's, it, it, it was great. So you walk uh, in, you walk into uh so you walk into tamil shanner and oh yeah. you uh go in there and again, you're you're telling me that you were very very nervous. Uh mm-hmm. what was your what did they did they tell you what your role would be on the team or what kind of uh what did they expect of you? Honestly, I you know what, I there was a part of me where I was thinking wow, I don't even deserve to be on this team, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, my last name
1: got me on this team. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but you know, but I, I learned a lot in my skill group, you know, you know, Scott was a great coach, Todd was a great coach, so for me it was, it, you know, they really developed my skill as a player, but I was never, you know, I grew up wanting to play like my father, and I had to come to the realization that I'm not like my dad, I am taller, I'm grittier, and, you know, I was a third liner, you know, and stuff, and you know, I, you know, I had to hit people, and, you know, so it was, for me, it was, you know, I was a, I was a, what was my dad I was a mucker, I was a mucker and a grinder, is pretty much what my father calls me, um, you know, but I, I kind of, I enjoyed the, the style of play, like a Thomas Holmstrom type of style of play, you know, or Darren McCarty, you know, and stuff like that, I, so it, and I became really, you know, familiar with them, you know, being in, in, uh, in Toledo, we went to a couple of Red Wing games when I was there, but... Um, but I walk in and and, and, and uh, all of a sudden I, I get a, a scream or or, a, or a, a yell and it said Labby Junior and I never forget it, it was my greeter and I you know and I'm <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm saying and I, I called I call my dad as soon as I got after a practice one day and I'm like dad I said my greeter how, says my greeter was my well you know it was on my team he was you know was a gold digger I said oh okay. You know, to hear the name, but then, you know, it just comes back to you after so many years, you know. So yeah. that was exciting. But it was so nice to meet a lot of people that that was involved, even with the gold diggers and, and with, you know, growing. I mean, I see people come up to me all the time going, oh, I love your father. Oh, I love your father. I was like, "Jace, <laughs> yep. hope you guys like me as much as you like my dad.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure they did. They, I mean, got to admit, you, you cracked me up when, you know, I was just in my third uh my second full season but uh second and a half season uh with the team doing play by play and i just uh sitting there uh watching from a from the distance there watching you guys and stuff like that uh the one thing you never shied away from was having an opinion and not being afraid to share it and not only not only off the ice but I, uh since i wasn't on there what was it like on the ice as far as uh, your ability to uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just say for the for for, for clean, cleanliness' sake. Uh, for uh, the, how were you able to communicate with uh, some of your opponents? I, yeah, I had some I had some mouth. Uh, yeah, I used to. Yeah, I used to. I used to mouth off a little bit. You know. Chirp with the when, best of them, eh? <laughs> I was I was never really you know t- too cocky. Well, here's the lesson: you got
1: to realize we had some good, pretty good fighters on our team. You know, even K- you know Casey Walsh was a great fighter. Yep. You know, was a defenseman. He was a good fighter and. You know, uh, Rob uh, was a good fighter, and a couple of other guys. I mean, you know, but the hardest thing for me was was living with um, you know a host family. It was very strange because you know my family from one family to another to another. So uh, going to a high school, I, I went to a high school that had you know thousands of kids. I went to a high school, you know, Summerfield High School, which had like two hundred kids in the whole school. So there was a lot of cultural. Um, things for me that was like, wow, you know, <laughs> you know so, that, you know, but on the ice, I just, you know, what I wanted to win every shift at a time. And that's exactly what I was told. Listen, just one shift at a time, win every shift. And, you know, those shifts turn into assists and some points and I was able to put some points on the board and, you know, score some goals, which was, you know, which was nice. But um, it was, a, it was, a I learned a lot coming from playing Florida hockey to playing. And, you know, junior B was a huge, and I mean, ginormous step in terms of skill level. So it was, um, it was tough, but um, you know, I got through it, and I grew very much as a person, as an individual that year as well.
0: So I always tell everybody it's the best year. I was probably the best year of my life. Well, and let me ask you. <laughs> yeah, no question. Well, let me ask you something here, Jeremy. Uh, you know, looking at this from a standpoint of, um, you know, the the trying to the culture shock. What was for you uh, off the ice and then on the ice? What was the biggest adjustment you had to make? Um, the off-ice training. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: we, did, we did a lot of – we ran that lake across the street from Tamal for God knows how many times. <laughs> and uh, I was never the one for – even when I played soccer, I was always the last one, you know, to run a mile. So oh, yeah. off-ice – you know, all those off-ice – uh you know, workouts were, were tough, you know. But, um, you know, I don't know if anybody, nobody knows this, but I actually developed, because of the altitude that I came from Florida, to. I actually developed exercise-induced asthma when I was there wow. in Toledo. Yeah, so I actually went to the dock, and I actually had to get an inhaler and stuff, which was I was losing breath tremendously, especially in the winter months uh, there and stuff. So I had to get an inhaler and everything, and that was interesting, you know. But um, I think it was uh, the adjustment from the humidity uh, that I was used to in Florida to, you know, going up north uh, living for a year. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. But off-ice, off ice, um, you know, th- 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 listen, I mean, Far is so different than you know Michigan you know so and the way the people are and stuff and I had to really get used to it. I'm a very outspoken person as
0: everybody knows, mm-hmm. uh, and that doesn't change to this day. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have my belief system, and I'm
1: no problem with vo- uh, voicing it. You know, but um, it was just a, a matter of. The the guys it was just a, it was just a good group of guys in that you know everybody clicked and you know there wasn't you know too many because a couple guys that were there for a couple years and stuff like that like I had I lived with uh, I, I think Larry Willard uh, the young the son played for the Cherokee
0: down the road am I am I right about that yeah Larry yeah we used to call him um, yeah we used to, uh, I'm trying to think I think we called him Boogie back then. But, okay. Yeah,
1: because I lived with his family. I lived with him, you know, as mm-hmm. you know, as a player. So and uh with Lori, his mother and stuff, and his father, and and um, so I lived with them. And then I remember years later seeing him how he went on to play for uh, for Toledo Cherokee, which I thought was pretty
0: cool. Yeah, he was a very very talented player. He was very very talented, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, he, we used to be, he, me and him used to You know, as a kid, I mean, he was a kid, but we would play. You know,
1: I had brought my roller plates out. We played some roller hockey outside in his thing and stuff. And he was uh, he was very competitive even at a young age. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, how how much of an age difference was there between you and him? Oh, it was probably. Uh, I think it was maybe I was seventeen and he was ten. Maybe it's like seven years at least. I think. Wow. Yeah,
1: 17, 18, but he was like, you know, about, yeah, six, seven years. I can't remember exactly, but he was, uh, yeah, but I lived with his family, and Brandon Brandon Meisner lived right next door.
0: He's the, he was my he was my Uber driver. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, I remember Meisner. Meisner, not, not the tallest guy out there, but he played like it. What's that? Uh, oh, yeah. Man, Meisner, he was feisty. He didn't carry. Oh, yeah, Brandon, Brandon was, you know, I don't want to size fool you. He
1: was uh he was feisty. Yes, he definitely was. Um, you know, you he would you put him in the corner and he'd
0: most likely come out with the puck, you know, even if he was under you. Yep. You know, it's always frustrating playing against small guys because they get, get under you. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> do you remember your first goal in a Cherokee uniform? Oh, man. Um, uh,
1: you know what? I, I think I do. Uh, I, I, it went off my shin. <laughs> 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 I think shin uh, it was i was parked in front of the net where i normally was <laughs> and uh i think it was a slap shot i went off
0: my skate or my shin and they gave me credit for it so nice but, but i did have a, a hat trick one game and i think it was or, or two or three
1: goals i can't remember but it was actually the game the weekend that my dad came up to see me and um i was uh and i, and I think they actually had the video of it somewhere but I actually had a few goals uh, in that game, which was made me proud. I wasn't, a, you know, I don't think my role in the game was uh, in the, on the team was a scorer, but I did like to put them in the net, and they were ugly. They were very ugly. <laughs> okay, so
0: oh you God. brought your lunch pail and you worked for them. That's all right. They, they tell you they don't, they never ask you how you got them; they ask you how many. Right? Amen. That's right. Yeah. Always about how many. But now, right. you know, just uh, when how, how long did you end up playing after Toledo? I went, okay, so I
1: went back to, I went to tryouts for USHL, again, I went to, um, I went to trial for Waterloo, I think it was, but I was in, I went, uh, Burlington, Minnesota, I remember, and um, I made the team, but during the summer months, uh, if 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 I can recall, again, it was a long time ago, but. They, they had a coaching change and stuff. And I, I you know, and I had to like pretty much try out all over again, but you know, we weren't in a financial position to keep going from Florida to up North, you know, for tryouts. So I actually decided, I got in the love of coaching and I started coaching travel hockey in Florida. And I, and I kind of wanted to take what I learned up North and, and bring it into the young kids in Florida. And, um, I coached travel hockey for for quite a few years at the rink that my uncle owned, and um, we, it was we, you know I had a ball doing it. You know, I took the kids to I took the kids to Detroit for a couple of uh, hockey tournaments, and we went you know up north and stuff. I wanted to my goal at that point was to expose these kids to northern hockey, you know, because Florida, yeah, these kids that were skating and they thought they were good this and that, but at the end of the day. They, it, was, it
0: wasn't comparable. The competition wasn't there, you know, at that mm-hmm. time. Um, so yeah, how so. – so I, mean, I mean, as far as uh, – uh, were there any teams that competed against uh, other teams outside of Florida at all? Um, not, you know, not, well,
1: not really. I mean, here's the thing. So my father – wound up coaching the Southern Hockey League. Okay, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the – there was a the
0: Palm Beach Blaze. There was a lot of – East. there was a, a minor league team up the East Coast. Yeah, well, there, isn't that what ended up – I mean, it morphed into what is now known as the Southern Professional Hockey League? Yeah, yeah. So pretty much that's how it was. So a guy by the name of Billy Niroff who played for the um, – who played for the Canadian for a long time, he was, uh, you know – I remember him actually Mm -hmm. and and um, my father wanted
1: coaching and stuff so it's like you know but you have to realize i saw a lot of these guys going from minor league to minor league and really didn't have much direction and it was kind of a time where you got to make a choice you know what you want to do with your life you know do i want to be 30 years old and i want to keep you know trying to make it no you know so um i had a so at that time i was 18 19 i graduated high school i went for another tryout um and you know i made the team but i didn't make the team and it was just it was a little heartbreaking so i decided to start coaching and um you know but I, it was important for me to get involved with the hockey program because next to you know the older guys i was the only you know young guy who had kind of like the experience of playing away you know so i wanted to share that experience with everybody and stuff and kind of like let them know what they're in for if they wanted yep. to.
0: Leave. i understand hey so how long did you end up coaching
1: for many years, uh, like about five or six years, all the way up until um, my uncle had to close the rink. Unfortunately, the landlord raised the rent on him tremendously. I think he wanted them out, and um, so we closed the rink. And um, you know, I just you know started playing pickup. But
0: you know, then I went into the restaurant business shortly after that. So yeah, I remember that because I saw it, I saw you on Facebook there. And that pretty much is uh, you're you're essentially you're married to that when you do something like that. You there's Absolutely. no. There is no, no free time. You, you, you're either there or you're home asleep and right. you, I mean, you don't sleep much when you're doing it that. Was really, listen, it, was, it was so special because, you know, Mark and Diane
1: Robertson came and visited me at, the, at my restaurant in Florida when they were passing through town wow. about four years ago. It was so spe- It was, it was really special. It really was.
0: Yeah. I remember yeah. when yeah, Mike, uh, Mike came and saw me, Mike Robertson came and saw me. Uh, I just saw him back in February. So uh, yeah, because he's he's been uh, out, he's been out, retired from the team for quite a while too. So you know it was just nice to be able to see him again, and he showed me the picture of yeah. the of the three of you at, yeah. at the at your old restaurant and everything, and that was pretty cool. Yeah, so, and I just 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 to get into a quick a quick funny story. So
1: you know the year after, so there was a. Did Nick Nick Bassarab? Did he play the year after me? I think he would have played in two thousand. It was in the two thousand season. Anyway, a couple of the guys who came, like Brandon and stuff, they played the year after me. I didn't play in two thousand, but they called me up and a bunch of them wanted to come to Florida. I guess after the season. <laughs> they got knocked out early, so they all drove to Florida and I and I hosted them in Miami. I I took them down to Miami and man, that was a funny, that was a fun trip.
0: Oh, I <laughs> bet it was. Well, if I if I know Bass, most of it you can't repeat, but um, (laughs) yeah, but uh, if I know Bass, but actually he just became a dad for the first time.
1: Uh, uh, that's awesome. That's congratulations to him. That's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. He just yep. uh, just
0: about a month or so ago, a little over a month. Zach, we had Zach Hernandez come down. We had, you
1: know, we had a oh yeah, a bunch of guys. They just got in a couple cars and they drove down. Some guys I didn't even know from the team that was their first year, but it was a it was a fun trip.
0: <laughs> wow, I bet it was. Now, uh, you know, you're talking about some of the guys back then. The goaltenders were Andy Reynolds and who was the other one? Uh, Andy Reynolds, and, um,
1: oh, shoot, um, oh, my God, um, you know, uh, Short, the guy, um, oh, my gosh, oh, Jesus. um, Not,
0: um, not Sam Horton.
1: Sam Horton? Yeah, was it Sam, right? Yeah, I think so, was it?
0: Yeah, Sam, Sam, Sam the Sham Horton. That's right, yeah, Sam, because he was there for a few years, yeah, me and,
1: actually, me and Andy were close, we were, uh, me, Andy, it was me, Andy, Justin Davidson, um, Leanny Justin Davidson because we were all kind of around the same age and um, Justin lived his host his host dad we were very jealous his host dad well, you know family was he was a was a lawyer and um pretty
0: much gave him this big van that he drove the games with and we had some fun but um you know we used to go hang out at
1: their house and he was you know it was a beautiful house you know this this gentleman there i forget his name but he's a lawyer and he um you know he hosted justin that year and uh we kind of hung out there most of of the time
0: was that uh, was rico day on your team say again was rico day on your team
1: No, he wasn't,
0: no. Okay, that must have been the year after, because... Might
1: have been the year after, yeah.
0: Yeah, because J.D. JD and him were, they were defense partners. I remember that. that. Justin played the the next year as well, yeah. And um, we,
1: uh, but, you know, we were close and stuff, because we all went to similar high schools and and stuff like that, and uh, we, um, but Justin... um, and Andy and myself and Brandon, a lot. we spent a lot of time together,
0: the four of us. Wow, that's pretty cool stuff. You know, Jeremy, the other thing, too, you know, uh, do you remember any of the players you played against? Who was your, like, who was in your, I mean, not necessarily oh. for the team, but for you personally, who was, like, the biggest rival you had as far as when you came to playing other teams?
1: You know, players, players is hard to remember who uh, play against, but uh teams i could definitely remember the rivalry on the teams um the metro jets would be i think one of them we had a uh that to me was a rival um that
0: you know we didn't we didn't really like them too much well some Um, things never change uh (laughs) motor city yeah the um, motor city chiefs motor city chiefs they were uh you know you know we
1: got into a lot with them but um, I would have to say, I guess if, if my memory is correct, I would have to say um, the St. Louis Junior Blues was the team that I did not like is
0: because they had a very good player on their team. Uh, Stastny, I think, his last name yeah.
1: was. It was Jan Stastny?
0: There was Jan Stastny, who had a cup of coffee in the NHL, and and then Paul Stastny, who is still in the NHL. Right. So. Yeah,
1: Jan Stasney played. That's right. He played for the St. Louis Junior Blues. And I remember.
0: Yeah, I was like, damn, he's good. <laughs> <You> know, <'cause laughs> yeah, they both did. Actually, Jan had the better uh, career in St. Louis uh, with the Junior Blues, but he didn't. Uh, but Paul went further. Of course, Paul making it, it to the show and right. still there. But right. uh, he played in St. Louis also, and right. oh, okay. uh, so yeah, he put. Because I remember him playing at the at the. Uh, I think was that we were at Tam O'Shanter that year, mm-hmm. and because uh, we in two thousand one we we went to Monroe for two seasons. Okay, oh, right. so but uh, the but Paul Paul played uh, I believe in in two thousand ninety nine and two thousand he played. And that I time. you know I kept up I you know as much
1: as I could from down here far I kept up I tried to keep up as much as I could but didn't. Did you guys turn junior junior A
0: at some point too? Like for a short period of time was that a transitional period? That no. The what happened was, what happened was, there was a junior A team. The N uh, A H L had a team in Pittsburgh, the, F- oh, okay. the F- uh, Pittsburgh Forge, and the Forge okay. won the national championship. Right. And then they moved their team. They folded the team and moved it to Toledo. Ah, uh, okay. And so we know. had both teams. The Cherokee were still there, but we had uh, the we had the Toledo. I believe they were called the Ice Diggers back then ah, okay. Okay. and so well and then they went they were there for i think a couple of seasons and then moved to alpena michigan up and okay. up on the lower part of the, the top part of the lower peninsula mm-hmm. so that yeah but toledo always had the junior b team there that was always right. a constant and right. then they they changed things up a little bit uh when uh, they moved to the we left the central states hockey league and moved to the tier three north american league so, that's what
1: I was thinking. Yeah, that's where I got
0: confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they became a tier three junior A, which is essentially just another way of saying junior B. It's it's okay. you know, it's considered junior A but at the tier three level, which is a step below the North American league. So, right. you know, but potato potato. You know, uh-huh. I'm just I'm just glad that you know, it's still junior hockey and the caliber is still good was still good. And right. so, you know, we were supposed to have teams or our players were supposed to get uh get the nod as far as being scouted by north american league teams and stuff right. but uh i mean it was neither here nor there they still scouted kids out east and out west so but it was what it was so yeah yeah no i remember i was just I saw some transitional things going on
1: i was like oh man i just hope they keep the, the like you said the caliber of the same because it was you know it was a strong i'd say it was very competitive i mean you know um and um, our team that year, we had a lot of, we had some big shoes to fill in terms of the prior teams, you know, the prior team the year before, especially winning the national championship. But to go to the national championship was very exciting for me because I thought that was just the ball. I mean, you know, um, I felt like, you, were, you know, I almost feel like you're going to the Olympics. You know, it was a Florida kid who played
0: midget single a hockey all the way up to from there to junior B. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was, you know. that's a leap it was like a it was like a bam you know here you go and uh i never
1: forget uh, during a tryout before the year before the, the tryout that i had in rochester i never forget my dad sitting up in the stands and you know here i am as florida kid you know and everybody's learned i was from florida so for us it, for me it was a big joke i was and um the first time I realized I was in junior, like real junior hockey, was when I was going to finish a check behind the net in a, a, a scrimmage game at the tryout, and did I get my bell ring? <laughs> my, <Wow. defense. laughs> my father looked at me. He goes.
0: Are you, are you okay? Can you see me? <laughs> Can you see me? Beautiful. Says, Welcome to the big leagues, uh, son. And I said, yep. I said, Yo, cause,
1: you know, because, you know, you like it's me, I was fearless. I would go into the corner with anybody. I would drop them with anybody. It really didn't matter. Um, you know, so I was I was fearless. But um, I had to learn my place real quick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, did you get into a lot of scraps when you played uh, junior? I'm sorry. Did you pl- get into any scraps when you played in junior? I did. I got into a couple of fights. I did. I got about three or four.
1: Uh, the first one, I got my ass kicked. Uh, that I have no problem admitting. Um, and then the, the third and the fourth, I think the second and the third and the fourth were pretty pretty much draws. But yeah, if I had to go, I had to go. You know, um, it wasn't my my thing, if you will. But you know, if
0: uh, I was challenged, I uh, I definitely uh, I definitely would drop him nothing wrong with that well i like to
1: hit i was a hit. you know it's so funny because i played soccer growing up and, and i would like purposely allow people to beat me so i could chase them down and slide tackle and my father said you gotta play hockey you gotta
0: start playing hockey because all you want to do is hit people actually you're right you know football <laughs> or hockey but for me i was like well my dad played hockey i want to play hockey so i played hockey and um i just like to hit you know um <laughs> just, what it was. just so. like the contact there ain't nothing wrong with that <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all but uh it was it was a uh it was such a wonderful year that year
1: and it was it's you know, it's so funny when you come from Florida and you come up, you know, to Michigan and you, you know, and you're born there, but your kid, you don't remember it. Um, you just see things and you get to know people, and it's just a wonderful time, man. I tell you, and I, I would always encourage anybody to, even if it's just for a year, because again, it's not cheap, you know. My parents had to pay for the ice fees and we had to pay for the host family, we had, you know, so it's not cheap, you know, um, to play, you know, and um so it, i always encourage people to to do it man go get away you know you grow up a little quicker but it's an experience you'll
0: never forget you know and if you make it you make it and if you don't you don't but you know it is what it is man that's why you do it though that's i mean yeah so now now you know you talked about going to a couple of red wing games when you were here in toledo with uh, with your dad and everything mm-hmm. uh do you are you I, i'm guessing that how long did you live in new york uh, like 10 years. It wasn't long. I moved to Florida when I was about thir- about 11 years old. So from like 3 to 11. So maybe, yeah, but close to 10 years. Okay. So, uh, so, but you're still, your affinity for sports teams is still New York.
1: I'm a Ranger fan, I, uh, yeah. And I should be an Islander fan because you know my dad, you know, was at a, you know my dad, you know, was at a, quite a few Islander tryouts and stuff. So he played with you know, you know, in tryouts with Clark Gillies and stuff. I think because I think Toledo wasn't the Gold Diggers a, a farm team for the Islanders.
0: Uh, at at times, I think they had a very briefly. They had yeah. they had some they had some stuff there, but I mean right. they they went up and down between usually like uh, Winnipeg. Uh, the right. California Golden Seals tells you how far I go back, uh, play, uh, you know, teams like that, uh, that they actually did also. And I believe Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on that one, but I think in, they also had a, a a partial affiliation or at least a brief one with uh, right. the one team they never really did until they were a double A level team as the Toledo Storm was the Red Wings. They never, you know, they never had the were a farm team for the Red Wings uh, growing up they were you know they had uh, all these different other teams and stuff and uh, i believe i believe they did have a brief one with the islanders but right. they did not ha- they never had one with with the red wings even though they're only 40 minutes down the road crazy right yeah exactly oh, but yeah. So, i went to
1: a, i never forget i went to a cuz um my
0: dad's a, a Billy, was it Billy Inglis? He was yes. the general manager for the Kalamazoo K Wings, am I correct? Uh, he, my... Yeah, he was there with them. He also was in Toledo. And right. also was I believe the IHL commissioner for a while. Yeah.
1: Well, we went to I. I never forget my dad made a call to Billy and I uh, actually wound up meeting him uh, in Kalamazoo and we went to a Kalamazoo K-Wing game and that was that was that was something. What a hell of a game that was and stuff. And he gave me you know hooked me up with seats and and that was a good experience you know because um, just to be able to meet my one of my dad's old you know coaches and stuff was fantastic.
0: hmm That's but, I mean um, those things are was, great. Uh, Was that? I said those things are great. You never forget those things. Oh no, never. It was actually a home game too. (laughs) On top of it, huh? (laughs) Yeah, on top of that. But um, no, it was,
1: uh, like I said, man, it was, it's, just, it's a blessing to be able to, you know, create, you know, relationships just through, you know, hockey um, for one year. I mean, one year I was there and, I, and you know, I still keep a contact, you know, John Freeman all the way in uh, Alaska, you
0: Holy know, cow. I, I see him and
1: his family on Facebook, you know, we was joking him all the time, like,
0: what do you do in Alaska? <laughs> Did he have an answer? <laughs> uh, you, know, I mean, you know, you know, you I know, mean, you know, now. He's,
1: you know, I mean, I, I thought you, you look like a lumberjack. You know, what a fantastic guy, though. I mean, you know, and um, nice family, and everybody seems like they're doing really well for themselves, and. It's exciting. Always exciting to see I I really got close with you know. I, well, uh, Derek. You know Derek's Stum. One of my, one of my favorite uh, players uh, on the team. Yep. Is Derek And um, you know to see what he's done. You know you see, you see people's lives that he raised these kids by himself. It was just. It's fantastic. It's so. You know. Listen. There's a lot of guys on that team that were very inspirational to me. Um. Even after. You know. You see all these guys are. You know. not hockey players. We're strong guys. So. You know. Minded. And so uh, even as the challenge that we face after the game after the sport and after in life um you have to be
0: tough you know so -hmm. you take the toughness on the ice and take it off the ice and you know good mindset could do anything you know yeah stummer was stummer was one of a kind man he's still i still keep in touch with him and everything he yeah i can't say enough good things about him uh Uh, but uh you know just uh the idea i you know i remember him uh seeing him away from the rink and stuff and uh, from time to time, and now we, we keep in touch a lot through Facebook. And we, uh, not too long ago, had a, uh, a Zoom uh, gathering of uh, some of the national championship team players. He was one of them, and we had, wow. a, good, we had a good laugh. Uh, we we, we had ended up watching the video of the national championship game and yeah so we all got to chit chat and everything and everything and that's where that's kind of what that where this kind of came from was from hanging out with those guys and running it by them the idea of doing it but but I didn't want to do it just on them even though they're special guys and all that and everything there's plenty of special guys uh that played in this organization and obviously you're one of them and uh you know just the idea that you know I just told them I'm like I'd just like to do that just to be able to kind of say thank you and all that stuff to the guys that they made my job easy. All I got to do was scream like a schoolgirl every, every game, you know, and uh, that was it in a nutshell. But uh, you know, so they, you know, we had that little meeting and we, that's kind of how this thing kind of was born. And so, you know um, but, you know, looking at it though, you're right. You know, as far as the folks that, you know, sometimes, you know, it has to transition into life, you know, sometimes the toughness yeah. does, but now let's talk about you now. I mean, obviously uh you're uh you're a married guy now you've uh got remarried to a lovely lady and you yep. have got a, fam- a beautiful family and Thank you. um yeah. you know just uh just the idea that and of course you know being in florida uh you know most i mean for you you missed the winter i remember you saying something like that but oh yeah
1: you know I but
0: between me and you, I hate Florida. I don't have to tell that to anybody. It's so hot; you can never cool down. You know, uh, <laughs> you got four ACs, five fans on you at all times. You know, uh, um, I, I miss the winter months, but but I mostly miss the people. Uh, you know, the north. You know, people of north—it's just different, nicer. I feel like you know, and and uh, whether whoever's hearing this from Florida, whatever—it doesn't matter. I'm a Floridian, so <laughs> um,
1: you know, I just—it's more polite and stuff, and just. Um, you know, I, for me, um, you know, yeah, I got remarried. Uh, I got, you know, I, we, uh, the wrong intentions Happened the first time well, I have my two beautiful kids From my ex-wife So I cannot complain uh, Two boys Who honestly Never really got into hockey Never wanted to get into hockey uh, Or sports for that matter I mean my seven year old Is definitely an athlete So he's going to start Playing football Whenever we can get back To semi-normal Around here Yeah. Um, with, with all this COVID stuff But um, you know My oldest son uh, Got into music he, uh, he plays like four instruments I mean he's very talented In that wow. way But I was never the one To force anything on Like kids
0: um mm-hmm.
1: you know they wanted to do it they wanted to do it uh so for us but it's also very difficult the closest ring currently right now to me is a, is an hour away um so it's schedule wise and, and you know logistics wise uh it's it's hard but um but then i got remarried and i inherited two step kids i got a stepdaughter and a stepson from it so it's it's fantastic we have a little mini partridge family if you say you know say you know yeah, that's all
0: right so, <laughs> But, than, you know, hey, that's a beautiful thing, man. My, hey, my my, it's never a dull moment in my house. You know, kids fighting, kids screaming. Um, you know, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, I love you, I love you. It's uh, it's um, it's unbelievable. But anybody who has a big family. Knows I was gonna what say, about. they know exactly, and they wouldn't, he wouldn't trade it for anything. Never. never, never in a million years. Now let me ask you about your son, who's into music. Who what uh, what musical influences are his? Uh, you know, he, listen, he just, he,
1: he he hates today, he's 11, he hates today's music, he loves, uh, Leonard Skinner, he likes all the old stuff, all of his, all of the music that, you know, my, my father plays with him and his other grandfather, you know, he, wow. <laughs> he, don't, he don't like any of the music, but he plays bass guitar, he played, he, uh, he actually started playing the trumpet, uh, he plays drums, he loves piano, I mean, the kid, like, plays a, a ton of instruments, Wow. So, yeah he's really talented in that way and uh my youngest son seven who's a bull in a china shop i mean he's got no fear one of the <laughs> toughest kids probably takes more after like me um than my oldest but um you know they say one is always different than the next so that's true
0: that is <laughs> yeah. so true so, so so jeremy um let's see just uh to wind things down here you know it's been great going back in time with you talking about this stuff um you know you, you Talking about your time here, your one year here in Toledo, when you were here, what was the one thing that surprised you the most? I guess, um, what was it that uh, you came in expecting and you kind of were surprised that that it wasn't what you expected? The the talent level um, for Junior B was
1: was more competitive than I thought. Um, And I... I had to take a look in the mirror and then say, well, you know, I might have been a big shot in, in Florida. And, you know, we went to Lake Placid to play. We, were, we played in a couple of Can-Am tournaments, and we finished first in certain divisions. But, um, you know, it was a, a step back for me in saying, wow, you know, it's, it's, it's competitive. I mean, it was some good hockey. You know, it was some good competitive hockey from coming from, you know, from where I came from to, to up north. So that, that was the main thing that surprised me the most to be honest with you mick i mean it was um then now i don't know you know but the game has also changed a lot since i played 20 years ago i mean you know know, there was a lot more clutching and grabbing like it was in the nhl to now i mean you touch anybody get a penalty these days you know so it was a lot of but if it was a little bit if it was going to be a little bit more wide open like it was today man i couldn't imagine the skill level you know and i haven't been following it
0: lately but um you know? Well, I don't think anybody think, has. <laughs> yeah, well, nobody, right? Yeah. But it's been surprising me the most. It was that was the main thing was the talent, you
1: know. But um, and and how and how I was embraced also surprised me. I kind of came there thinking to myself, everybody's going to think, well. You know, I wasn't the greatest hockey player out there, but I sure as hell gave as much as I could on and off the ice. But I was also very surprised at how well people took me. When they told well, first of all, when they heard I was in Florida, they probably thought, oh,
0: my God, you know, he sucks, or he's going to be just terrible, you know? Yep. <laughs> but... Um, you know, I had to work a
1: little extra harder than the next guy because I had a. I felt like I had to prove myself a little bit more being from Florida, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, because hockey was not taken very seriously down here in Florida at, at that time. You know, we've gotten some pretty decent players now uh, that are that are you know that are skating that are doing some things and stuff, getting some you know college rides and stuff like that. But uh, but before twenty years ago, it yeah. You
0: know, it's you know, you know what's hard. funny is that we've the the the, the Cherokee have actually had a number of kids that we've recruited from Florida and oh, ha- they no, I, have come up to I play. That. But we- I was definitely the first, yes. I will say that. <laughs> Yes, you were. You paved the way. You paved the way, buddy. But, uh, yeah, we've had a number. I probably, I have to say at least, no, I've been retired from them now for about three years. So uh, the 20 years I was there, uh, I think I can probably say at least – I'm going to say probably if I had to guess, I'd probably say at least 10 that we've gotten from, yeah, that we've gotten out of Florida. I did did
1: not know that's news to me. That's fantastic actually.
0: Yeah. We've gotten about 10 kids that played, uh, played for the Cherokee from Florida that I know of. And there may have been more since then in the three years. But uh, as far as when I was there, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we had probably about a good 10 players, but like I said, someone had to, someone had to pave the way and well, that that kid, that kid, that was me. the kid born in Toledo with the New York accent who lived in Florida, that was him, That's right. couldn't. Get Couldn't get any more crazier than than that, you know. Nope, not even. One of the highlights, actually, was when I went to the arena uh, where the Gold
1: Diggers played, when I was visiting with my dad, who came to visit, and, um, you know, they allowed us into the locker room, you know, his old locker room and stuff. So those are memories that I'll always take with me, because that was exciting, you know. My dad was able to come and watch me for the weekend, was was fun, and for him to show me, like, you know, places that he lived and restaurants that he ate, you know, when he was living there. Uh, for the time was really really awesome so i was really grateful to have that experience as
0: well now, was that at the sports arena that he took <laughs> oh, yeah. to? oh my gosh yeah, that place talked, you know my dad you know that, you
1: know he don't know nobody and uh they weren't just letting anybody in but you know he of course uh he talked his way in and
0: you know they opened. It, they opened the arena it was closed, and they opened it for them. Wow! <laughs> the <security. laughs> and That's... we were walking in as I think the Toledo, wa- the Toledo um, uh, storm w- uh, was it? Wally, Yeah, the Toledo um, Wally were playing w- then. No, no, the walleye are now, but walleye. the storm were the storm were uh, were storm. back then when you were there. Was it a
1: storm or the Wally? Was
0: it a storm? No, yeah, it was the walleye. Were just it just started walleye. in okay. er, early 2000s because they had to tear down the sports arena. And right. then rebuild uh, the new arena over in downtown. Right. Oh, you know what it was? It was the old sports arena that we went to, and then I and then
1: I remember taking pictures of the uh, Toledo Gold Digger banners because that was like, special. That was special.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it was the sports. So that was where. Yeah. That back then there was the Toledo Storm that played. It was they were in the ECHL, okay. Okay. and right. they were actually an affiliate of the Red Wings. And then, uh, like uh, I said, when they closed the uh, when they closed the barn down and tore it down. Uh, they took a hiatus of a couple seasons and then came back downtown uh, in a new arena. Downtown is the walleye. Got so it. after the fish there, but um, yeah, so, you know, but uh, I guess the thing is though, is that I, uh, I don't know about you, but we always thought, you know, yeah, we love the charm and everything of that old barn. I mean, it had a lot of personality, but right. to be honest, it, as far as uh, you know, in today's world, it wouldn't have held a candle because it was, uh, you know, most people would tell you that, it, that you, they wouldn't go there if it was the last nuclear fallout shelter on earth. But, <laughs> yeah, right. but it was. My dad, uh, would,
1: my dad would have fully disagreed.
0: <laughs> you know what the thing is? It, he, it, it, uh, that barn, though, the sports arena, had so much charm, but it also had, it was like a, a, an advantage for, for Toledo. Uh, for the yeah. team because it wasn't as wide, it wasn't as long as a standard rink. Right. You had the seating. you They were literally right on top of the players. I mean, right. just right on top of the players. All and right. so you got you had five, a little over 5,000. I think it was like 5,100 or 5,200. And uh, it, they They used to
1: tell me rival teams used to hate playing there because of that race.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, was the visiting rink or the visiting oh locker room. The yeah. locker room was so bad, it was so small you couldn't put the whole team in there. Oh my God, yeah, that's right. you couldn't yeah. you know and then the, and of course funny. the referees' room was worse and stuff so yeah. you know I mean a lot of 10 cent beer nights there. I know that, but uh, <laughs> right. I'll, right. I'll just leave it at that anyhow, yeah. but uh you know that's that's what I remember about that barn, but I loved it. I mean it was not it was not state of the art by any stretch, but by gosh, it was ours, you know, and we loved it. Right. Oh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think when we played in, in Tam Shannon, I believe, when when we were playing. We didn't yes. We play did in the sports arena, but we played in Tam O'Shea
1: those years, yeah. Yeah,
0: we had one. I, I know we played, uh, because of scheduling conflicts, we played, I think, one or two games at the sports arena, and I right. think it was in, nine, not 99, it might have been in 2000. But uh, yes, it was 2000, yeah,
1: because I heard about that and I was pissed off because I wanted to play in that arena because I felt like I needed to.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, because well, of course, and of course, yeah. matter of fact, I, if I remember now, now I could be dead wrong on this, but so you can correct me. But I think John Freeman had gotten traded from Toledo to Columbus that like that weekend before, and he ended up. I I'm trying to remember if if we played. You know, we had a kid. What was his name? Um, Ron
1: Vertanen, I think, came. I, you might be right. I think he did actually, because I, we, we got somebody from Columbus.
0: Come, uh, yeah. Ron Vertinen was his name. Wasn't he a goalie? No, he wasn't a goalie. He
1: was a uh, he was a forward. Um, shoot, but we did get someone in the middle of the season. I don't. I, I don't know if. I don't know if Ron, know. I don't think John was, I can't remember if, John, no, John, because John played in, in, in the National Championship Tournament with us, so no, he didn't get traded, but we did get somebody else in. Um,
0: I just I can't, can't remember, remember who it was that got, got, got traded, tra- there was somebody that got Burton traded. In, uh, but, um,
1: yeah, I can't remember, you know, I can't remember, uh, honestly.
0: Um, Old age we is catching up. We, we did get another player in. mm mm-hmm. uh, uh, but I don't, I, and it was Ron, it was Ron Burton
1: and, uh, Burton, and I think his name was, but he came in later on, um, the, he came in like the middle of the season, I think, but for for, for a reason, I don't know, uh, a shorter player if someone got hurt or went home, I don't
0: remember at that point, but, um, we did get another, we did get him in the middle of the season, I do remember. Well, I think, I, well, don't worry, when we post this, uh, the, the, correct the they'll correct <laughs> us, yep, they'll let us know how wrong we were, yeah, so like, they exactly love to do that, exactly so. Like this. Yep. So anyway, uh, before we, uh, wind her up, um, anything you want to ask of me about anything that you don't remember or might want to try to remember something or, uh, uh, let me me tell you, my memories of being in Toledo will be with me
1: for a long time. And and, and for reasons that, you know, I just loved the environment. I loved the players, that particular group of guys that one year were so special. And, um, you know, I, and, and there are things that are going to go in and out. Are, and, there are, and there are funny moments where, you know, I, listen, as a rookie, uh, you also don't realize that you get hazing a lot from the veterans, you know, and stuff. And uh, one particular was we had a road trip, I think, to Motor City,
0: and uh, they threw us all in what they call a hot box. Now, oh. I don't know if you're aware of the hot box. Oh, hot yeah. Boxes.
1: Yeah, so, you know, so they were oh, and oh, by the way, yeah, I got my head shaved, you know, my first, uh, first couple, you know, first couple weeks there, um, and I had the brilliant idea of also dyeing my hair with peroxide because, um, for whatever reason, I don't know, it was a 17-year-old
0: decision, so I had that orange hair uh, in my Toledo Cherokee uh, photos that my mom wanted to kill me with. Yep. Um, of course. Now, that, that was all you guys, wasn't it? Like Zach and Hernandez? Oh, yeah. And, it was a lot of us. We just had this brilliant idea to
1: start dyeing our hair with uh, peroxide. don't know why to this day. But, um, you know. But, yeah, we um, – but the hot
0: box was an interesting thing. I didn't know what a hot box was until that year. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a future podcast, I'm going to address that because it ended up getting uh, banned because of – yeah, because of an event – uh, a, a, a situation that actually happened on a bus ride back from, I think, Peoria. Oh my god! Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. We'll, 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 like I said, that'll be one of those. Stay tuned, because, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty, there's plenty of things you, we, that I can address on that one. But uh, anyhow, far. but uh, you know, but still, I mean, just, so, I, I mean, uh, some of the fun things that you guys did and everything. Uh, that had to be, that's, I think part of the reason why it's so special. And it's why I always say hockey is the tie that binds and it does yeah. because of the yeah. people, I mean, you, you just said it yourself. You were there one year, but you've got friendships and things like that, that last a lifetime. Yeah. 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 And you know, we, we grew,
1: you know, when, you, when you, and you, you know, listen, when you grow uh, as people um, and, you know, you start to change, you have families and careers and all kinds of things. It's like, you know, it's no matter what your opinions are about politics, religion, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we always have one thing and
0: that's hockey. And that's to me is this, you know, bond that never breaks. You know? Amen, man. Amen. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy, I thank you for taking the time to spend here with us Uh Episode number two here of Cherokee Rewind. And, of course, you, of course, have been uh, someone that I – I mean, if someone wants to follow you maybe on social media somewhere, is there something that they can – they can follow you? Jeremy LaBianca, not very hard to find. <laughs> oh, there you go. Pretty pretty, uh, pretty simple there, yeah. yeah. Pretty direct. LaBianca. There yeah, you my go. Life's not that, not my life's not
1: that exciting. No one wants to follow me.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, God. As anyone that is commun- as opinionated as you... Trust me, you're you're worth you're worth they the might, follow. They might, they might disagree with a lot of my opinions. Always always remember, Jeremy. It's like we always say, opinions are like rear ends. Everyone's Man, so got one, got and got they it. usually you stink. Know. So, talking about theirs, not yours. Anyway, uh, but uh, brother, it's good to catch up with you, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll catch up again. But thank I you for. Say thank you though. Uh, in all honesty
1: for doing this because it's it's uh it's special you know it's special to you know remember the good times that uh, all of us Toledo Cherokee players had uh doesn't matter if we were here for a year or two years but it's uh it's it's going to be I'm going to really look forward to hearing uh you know for future episodes it's going to be a lot of
0: fun yeah that's what I'm looking forward to too is catching up because I'm what I'm doing is I'm just uh uh, putting all the names in a in a in a hat in the computer and I have the uh, uh, some software that it draws names out for me. So it could be somebody from your year next. It could be somebody from uh, just a couple of years ago. It could be somewhere in between. So, right. uh, you know, so it's just that's how we're going to do it. Plus, we're going to have some coaches on here. And we'll also probably have a couple of guys that faced off against the Cherokee, whether it be oh, coaches or whatnot. So, awesome. so yeah, we're I'm looking I'm forward to that. So, yeah, again, uh, but, Jeremy, I appreciate you taking the time. Down there My in Florida, uh, stay cool, <laughs> stay stay cool, buddy, and uh, we'll uh, we'll again uh, we'll talk again, I'm sure. But thanks awesome. for doing this.
1: Thank you, Mick. My pleasure. Anytime.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it from here at the Northern Command here, just over the line in Michigan on on Lake Erie, and we appreciate you taking the time to tune into this podcast. Don't forget, you can give us a follow, and uh, you can check out the uh, Cherokee dot com is the address. The all my, where, I, where I put all the podcasts at. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Radio Cheapseats is the name of my radio program. Give us a follow there. We'll give you a follow back. And that will do it from now. So for Jeremy LaBianca, we thank him very much. I am Mick, and we will talk to you again next time here on Cherokee Rewind.